0: Well, good morning, church. You are yeah, blessed to just see your faces here. And I want to join Jamie and Michelle. If this is your first time, you are warmly welcome. We are so glad you're here. Thank you. Let's do that for them. And even for those of you online, if you are worshiping, oh, you are just returning, you know, I know some people have not been coming. Well, welcome that you are back. And for those of you online, we also want to encourage you. We will have lots of space here you can come and join us. And for those of you who are continuing to come, this is what church is. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about that today. We have been going through the series. We finished with Build and we got to Bless. We've talked about in Bless twice, we've talked about generosity. And last week, Pastor John was talking about serve, the profile of a servant, Jesus Christ, as the one we serve. You know, everybody serves here, you know? And the young man who brings this out, he's actually from Ohio, right? His, his grandparents are somewhere here. Isaiah, he's back there. That's the way he's serving, you know, and he loves it. Just all of these little kids we do here. There was another one, I'm just going to mention them. He was playing the drums. Why is his mom and dad? I t- dad, I just kind of embarrass you right there, and grandma is there. It's just a young boy banging on the drums there. He did that for our serve day yesterday, and he's back here. So we're all serving in one way or the other. So we're completing our conversation here and talking about serve, how we all can serve together. We do it for the kingdom. Whatever piece you put together, it's all for the, for the kingdom that we're doing this. So we're going to be looking at the story in the scripture that the, word, the two names are Martha and Mary. And you guys don't quickly switch me off and say, oh, that's for the women. But, you know, the name Martha and Mary Also, in Greek or Latin, they can use the name, you know, they can say Mario for for Mary, or they can say Martinus for for, um, Martha. So it's for all of us, we're going to draw the principles there, because I know some of you guys, the things we're going to talk about in Martha and Mary, we also do that. So it's not being isolated in what we're talking about. So that's the scripture we're going to look at today and draw some lessons and application that we all can carry on as we follow Jesus in the section of being blessed, but also in our serve together. We will read two sets of scriptures. We'll read the one in Luke uh, chapter 10, then we'll also read in John chapter 12. But then between those, I will also uh, talk about John chapter... Uh, 11, that we all fit together. So if you are able there you can stand. Please let me read uh, John, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to the end. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Jesus had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came up to him, Jesus, and asked Jesus, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, and indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And then I'll go over to John chapter 12 verses 1, to 3. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was, was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took Took about a pint of pure nerd and expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Lord, now come and fill these spaces here and spaces online with your Holy Spirit, who will be our teacher. We pray, dear Lord, that we will understand your word and each one here will lay it at your feet as our service and will go away from here better than we came in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So we are starting off by looking at um, the two sisters who welcomed Jesus and served him together. Bethany was just a little town outside um, Jerusalem. You know, they say in the scripture it was a two-mile walk. You can get over there. And when you've actually visited Israel, you can be right there on the Mount of Olives. You can see uh, Bethany over there, Bethpage and Bethany, those were two towns that were together where Jesus was spending time with these sisters. So the home was a place that Jesus was invited, he was welcome, and he received service from those who were there. So in this story, we're going to look at what really happened, because quickly, we put ourselves in categories and said, I am a Martha or I am a Mary. Anyone want to be Elizarus? No, not the service. <laughs> I, I didn't say that in the last two services. But we always talk about math. How many of you say, I am a mather because I'm always active and moving around? Come on, show off hands or I am a Mary, I am very contemplative, I go to Bible study, I'm in prayer meeting. Well, today what we want to do is to demystify that, to say both are not about being a Martha or Mary or being a Martinus or being a Mario, it's being a follower of Jesus who serve him by what God has given to us. So we're going to look at that and see Yes, I can be both because it's about the one I'm serving. My focus should be on Jesus that I serve with my abilities, my talents, my gifts, and all he has given to us. One of the theologians and biblical scholars in church history had this to say about action and contemplation. We need both. So let's read what he wrote. He said, you might reasonably take Martha to stand for action and Mary for contemplation. For the mystery of love is lost to the active life unless one directs Christ's teaching and Christ's exhortation to action towards contemplation. For there is no action without contemplation and no contemplation without action. Think about that for a moment. Because we live in categories that we make, but Jesus and His word, and this example we see in serving, is really telling us that we can be both, because it is not about us, it's about the one we're serving. So look, the first thing we're going to look at, these sisters, they served Jesus together. Both of them serve Jesus together. So we read here that Jesus came to the home of Martha. So she was a homemaker, she had hospitality, she was entertaining, she was building a home as a place where the Savior can come. Just imagine the home that Jesus feels welcome and he can be served. So Mary is there and she's busy with the cleaning, with the cooking, with the baking. You know, some of you here, I know... Because of, of this past year, pandemic and everything, with social distance, we haven't gathered together. But it is a biblical principle to be able to welcome others and do that. I know some guys who love to cook, and I know some guys who likes to clean and the reverse, the wives can do that. But this is what Martha was doing. She was seizing this moment that Jesus is here. but then this happened. Then Martha, we read in the scripture, she got distracted. You know, the first thing we see, Martha's strength reveals her distraction. You know, the thing she does very well, and now she's just there, and she goes up to Jesus. Imagine this woman, this sister, walks up to Jesus and starts to blame, to complain, and to control. They did not do this. You know, we do that in ministry very well. You know, they did not do this. And that is the Martha moments or the Martha syndrome, that we get, we're busy, but she's blaming Jesus about her sister, pointing fingers, complaining. But let's see the other side of of Mary. The scripture says Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. So there's also this moment of contemplation. So Martha was the actual Mary of contemplation. And Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. You see, she was breaking barriers and cultures right there. Because in the context of this scripture, when Jesus came, he was the rabbi. Everybody else, the guys, we all sit around him to listen to what he's teaching. But Mary made a choice. The longing of our heart, the longing for Mary's heart was to choose her priority to sit and to listen to Jesus. That she did, and she was receiving it. Because the barrier she broke is that as a woman in that culture, she's right there. And Jesus will always receive those who come to him to longing, to learn, to be at his feet. That's a principle we can see here that I want to learn, I want to hear from the Savior. I want to hear the word as it was being done. And that was what we see, the contemplation and the action. The third thing we see in this text here, Jesus responded to matter in firm Love, Jesus will not always let our distractions go or our actions or our contemplation. He will recognize it. He will affirm it. And Jesus spoke to Martha. Martha, Martha. He called her name twice to know that I am concerned. I see you. I hear you. I know that you are upset and you are worried about many things. Jesus will always acknowledge the areas that distract us from following him. And so he said to her, he said, you are worried about many things, about few things, but only one is needed. So all of the things that we think that consume us, I have to do this for Jesus, I have to do, Jesus sees it. So we serve Jesus in our own wiring and Jesus said to her, this is the one thing you desire. Jesus did not, comp- did, did not just shame her, that is not part of Jesus, but Jesus can scold her and said, you have to be able to be at my feet. So that's the first thing we see, that these sisters are serving together. So we ask ourselves the question, how do I do? You know, when I know I'm a contemplative time listening to Jesus, or an action time that I have to serve, those who are great artists, they put a picture together. I will, I will love us to see this at Martha coming in there, you know, even carrying the water jar. And so Jesus, this water jar needs to fill. She didn't say that. But she's sitting down here, you know, but Jesus looked at her, Martha, Martha, and spoke to her. So the question we should be asking ourselves, am I just staying in my own element that my serving is only by my action? and complaining and pointing to the others? Or Jesus is saying to you that what is the one thing you desire? I desire you to be in my presence. I desire you to be in my word. I desire you to be in prayer. I desire to be that. And Jesus will never shame us, even when what is our strength distract us. He'll be there to be able to serve us together. So let's think about our serving. What am I active about and what am I contemplative about? The goal will be the one you serve. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of love is to whom I give my service. Imagine Jesus inviting you to be with him. or you inviting Jesus and say, I give all to my master, King Jesus? We move along to the next thing we'll see now in John chapter 11 before we get to John chapter 12. This is another story that it reveals how these two sisters were engaged in serving. So these two sisters, uh, we don't know know how they were single but bereaved or whatever, but they were so dedicated in their service and then tragedy hits their home. We read in John chapter 11. Now, a man named Lazarus, that is the brother of these two sisters, was sick. He was also in Bethany. And so, what do the sisters do? What do we do in times when things are not going the way we had planned? You know, we have a, a project plan, we have a schedule going. The first thing the sisters did in their tragic loss was to pursue Jesus. The scripture reads there So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, The one that you love is sick. Imagine that confusion, that commotion, something they cannot handle, and immediately they call on Jesus. You know, when we know that our serving is focused on Jesus, even the times that there's confusion, there's commotion, we want to present that to Jesus. We want Jesus to be able to know and Jesus himself recognized that. The Bible, the story tells us Jesus delayed a couple of days and then the word comes out. Lazarus died. Imagine to going from the frying pan to the fire, the confusion in that home. Jesus did not arrive. The wailing, the mourning, because we put timing on Jesus. You know, Jesus, if you don't accomplish this in this time, it is not your, your will. His delays are never denials. When he delays in it, process, and he's not denying us. He's just conforming us more and more to his image. We're becoming more that it gives us an opportunity for others to come. Because because Lazarus died, other people came to the house, joining the sisters in their wailing, in their mourning, and of course, the, the burial ceremony takes place. So imagine you were in that neighborhood, you know, that you heard what happened. You're in that neighborhood. You're quickly going to come. How can we serve these sisters? How can we just wrap this guy up? You know, they're going to put all the spices and the perfume. They wrap that guy up, head down, you know, and push him in this cave and put a stone there. Imagine, it's all over. Where is Jesus? And in Jesus' move, he is still where he was. The Bible says after four days, he comes back. And when it comes back, here's what we see, the transaction between Mary and Martha and Jesus. Martha, who is serving Jesus, immediately goes out and makes a declaration. So in our chaos and our confusion, declare your questions and your faith to Jesus. Martha goes out and, and she says, Jesus, I know he will rise again. I know whatever you ask will be happening. She was even looking at the future, well the resurrection will take place and Lazarus will be alive. But Martha is also, this woman who was active, she's also focusing on Jesus, she will do this. And she goes on verse 27 in chapter 11, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. So when we're in these states that we don't know the answers, everything is failing, we get up and serve. We get up and proclaim Jesus. Martha is, is declaring the gospel. The Martha we know that was complaining, now she is the one who is gospeling. She's telling, You are the Messiah, you are the King, you are the Lord, her hope in the future of Jesus Christ. And everybody around her, they will hear this because she knew she can talk about Jesus. Do we? Proclaim Jesus when things are not going the way we want or when, or are we just telling that they are not doing this, they are not doing that. Let Jesus, let the gospel, let the good news be the message we give in the times that we don't have answers. Let the gospel be that what people know us for when everything around us, whether it's culture or politics or whatever is going, let it be about the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? The next thing we'll see here is Mary The contemplative Mary is still in the house. And so Martha tells um, Mary, the Messiah is here, Jesus. And the Bible says, when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Again, Mary is making a choice here. And the Bible says Mary reached where the the place where Jesus was and she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here. And they were all weeping. The passage, you read the popular verse, and Jesus wept because he was filled with compassion. He saw that. So Mary and Martha, they are both expressing themselves. And also the thing we see that Jesus performed this miracle, the wonder that we see that Jesus walked as the sisters served him. Jesus come to the place, you can just see the curiosity and everybody looking around and Jesus gets there. There's a stone, there's a dead man behind her and Jesus called Lazarus, come forth, and he came out. I can just imagine that scenery. If I was part of the ones who wrapped Lazarus and shoved him into that cave, is something gonna happen here? I would just wonder, is he hearing? Is anything happening? Lazarus walked out, and that was the wonder that Jesus performed, and the Bible tells us in verse 45 of chapter 11. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary, and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. So brothers and sisters, when we are serving Jesus, we need to see where he's performing wonders. When we are seeing Jesus, even when it is difficult, we don't know what's the way our point is to be able to say, are people believing in Jesus? Are people trusting Jesus? You know, anything that is our limitation that we cannot get beyond is where Jesus works. And I have seen this at this church. You know, we have this group of people here. They do the sign language, they're interpreting. You've been doing this for many years. I've been here 24 years. You've been doing that. But we've seen how wonders have walked through this group. People coming to know Jesus. The scriptures, a couple of weeks ago at Wycliffe, they had the celebration of scriptures. The scriptures is now translated into sign language. The Jesus theme is now also in sign language and so many things. So thank God for that. Thank you guys for keep doing this. We rejoice for that. That's the way they say thank you, right? I've been learning this for years. But we will not say that's a limitation, that's a hindrance. The gospel is being proclaimed through that. By the way, the last point on this there's not only two sign languages, the British and the American, there are over 300 sign languages in the world. Imagine getting the scriptures for that. Just head over to weekly for the Jesus film, they can tell us more about that. So in action and contemplation, Jesus is the one who served. In action and contemplation, we are the one who are to serve together with each other. Then finally we look at John chapter 12. Jesus is the one who is going to be worshipped. We see that these sisters, they're not only serving, but they they worship Jesus. John chapter 12, six days before the Passover, Jesus is back in Bethany where Lazarus was raised from the dead. Here, a dinner, so there's a big event here. There's a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. And the first thing we see that Martha served wholeheartedly. You know, the complaining and the griping Martha, she forgot about that. She now have more guests. You know, just think probably when Jesus was there the first time, was 12 plus 113 and those stragglers that joined the party. But now, they want to see this miracle. You know why? There are more people there. And Martha is no complaint but serving. Then something happened. we read the next verse. Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with Jesus. Imagine... You saw what happened a couple of days ago. This guy came forth, they unwrapped him, he's walking. Now he's sitting at, reclining at the dinner table. Can you just for a moment use your sanctified, holy imagination? What would you want to ask about that? What would you want to ask Lazarus? You know, you say, man, this really happened. You want to touch him. But as you look, you could see that Lazarus is breaking bread. He's dipping it. He's eating. It's real. Lazarus is there. Imagine all those who have been mourning, and now they are going to be celebrating and rejoicing because Lazarus was there. So we see that Lazarus' presence was to exalt Jesus Christ. So even when Jesus had walked wonders, now it comes to the place, it's a worship. The dinner could have been a time of worship as they sat around the table. You know how that goes with parenting. You know kids, whether it's elementary, middle, or high school. Let a dinner time be a time of worship. Let a dinner time be a time of you can declare Jesus, even whatever is going on, and let the presence of Jesus be glorified in those moments. But let's look at Mary at this dinner table. Read in the scripture, verse 3, John chapter 12. Then Mary took out a pint of pure nerd and expensive perfume and poured it on the feet and on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So this is a worship, an adoration. The king of kings is in the room. And all Mary who is contemplative is now getting into action. And Mary goes there. The commentators have said maybe everything she possessed, all her time and talent were in this. Some have said it is possibly a year's wage. Something she had heard for years and keeping it. Maybe it's her savings. Maybe she bought it from a 403 or 505 or whatever. But she brings it and breaks it and pours it on the feet of Jesus. That is worship. She's giving it all to Jesus. She said, you are the one I contemplate on, and this action is to prepare you for the burial, like Jesus said. She pours it. But you know what she does? Whatever was special to her, whatever was there to her, she gives it to Jesus. The scripture says she took her hair off. I can imagine, you know, that doesn't work much for me. She put her hair down, and goes down and wipes the feet of Jesus, giving it all and say, Jesus, my oil, my perfume, and even my hair is to serve you. Because washing the feet was really a menial label for people at that time. And so Mary is saying that, Jesus, I, I adore you, I dedicate you with my oil and my hair, and I give it to you. That is dedicated worship. That is get dedicated service. What are we holding on to? What has Jesus said? I give it to you. Is that your tool that you can use to serve me? Can I just pour it out? You know, I see many of you in our church here, the different areas. God just gives you that longing to say, this is my worship, my service. You know, Paul, yesterday I saw my brother Paul driving up here to pick up the videos, to go up to... to, to the people who are incarcerated, to be able to share the gospel. And many of you, you find out that this is the tool I have. Maybe some of you, you coach, you know, uh, little leagues, or you coach soccer games. Those are all areas you serve, you give it to Jesus. And some of you are just great cooks. You bake and you do all of these, whether it's in children's ministry, in Sunday school, in, stu- in students. Let it be our service becomes our worship. I think this is where we have seen our church even this past weekend. You saw the video earlier that Michelle referred to. We gathered in here to just be able to worship because that's the first thing we lay at his feet, but then to go out and be able to say, God, you've taken us to places. How is action and contemplation part of our serving? As we have another video, we want you to watch how two of our congregants, what they are going to talk about is what many of you reflect. This is my service of action, and this is my service of action. I want us to watch this one, then we'll wrap up with some handles from this passage that we have read. Let's watch this video again.
1: What we do at the sorting center is we, as you can see, my wife in the background, is she's separating things that things that are going to be good to sell, and then what what things are also going to go, what's called salvage. And salvage isn't actually just garbage. A salvage is actually going to other uh, other countries that don't don't have anything.
2: It has been my privilege to serve on the um, serve team with praying for the people in our congregation for each seat. So when you come and sit, uh, just know that you have been prayed for. Please know that um, God answers prayer, and He's answering prayer in your life.
1: actually wrapping up the glass so it doesn't break. We tape boxes. We, we put boxes on our shoulders. We put, put it up on shelves. Lots of, lots of manual labor work out there going on.
2: A lot of times I bring prayer cards. What a privilege we have to be part of each other's spiritual journey and to share in prayer in this way.
1: Uh, serving is, a, is an actual art. You don't just go to serve.
2: Praying is an art. And as our church walks through um, becoming disciples, prayer is a great, great privilege and a great part of that. We uh,
1: come together as a community and we worship and praise, praise God for all that, all that he's done to prepare our hearts um, to go out to service. Just shadow what uh, Jesus would do to serve, and uh, the preparation, and uh, just drawing together as a community to, to say, "Yes, we're all in, the, in this together."
2: And, and that that gives us the the beauty and the and the art and the eloquence of praying God's word back to Him.
1: We do we do for an audience of one, and that's the, to praise Jesus. Serving is just uh, just an art of um, just loving loving God and giving back everything we have
0: for the audience of one hey Keith is right over there thank you and you never like me to call you out (laughs) Keith has been serving in student ministry my grown daughters they all went through Keith and Roz and now they have their daughter that they are all taken through the student minutes. Let, let me just see, how many of the high school students are in here? Rob, I'm just, just calling this out. Come on, high school students, wave your hands there. All right, thank you. And parents, whether it's middle school, because some, any middle school, I don't want to miss them. Yes, I saw. I know you're going to call me out later on. I see middle school and students, they all serve. Today, they meet here this afternoon, talk to Pastor Rob here we all see them as putting their service into action. It's action and contemplation. Let me wrap up this section with some of the things that we can say the art of serving is to be a host. The art of serving that we see from Mary and Martha and Lazarus and the Jews who believed in the gospel. Let's look at a couple of the art of serving is to be a host, hospitality. The Bible tells us, it's said, practice hospitality. Let's be available in all our homes, our churches, our schools, have coffee, invite people in your home, and be able to spend time. Whether it's, Even if when you just come up here on Sunday, you can hang out in the artisan kitchen there. But those are ways you can start to think about how am I sharing my serving hospitality to others? It's a biblical command. Martha and Mary and Liza that. The second one is Peter says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling, you know, we don't want to do the the math away there, but give to benefit others. Let it be that my heart is open to people different from us. You know, we have a young man that is joining our, our, visiting our church, he's from a complete different religion, doesn't even know Christ, but the greatest thing that he has been experiencing at Northland is the open heart and hospitality. You know, he's found the scripture in his language, so serving is to proclaim the gospel. He's now reading the, the Bible in the, in the language that he will be able to understand because somebody opened his heart to benefit him to be able to come to Jesus. So hospitality, open heart, and serving. And the next one we see John said, John, third John, John is writing, he says, people come and go, you know, that could be ministry people who are traveling, missionaries or pastors or teachers, but he says there, he said, it was for the sake of the name that they went out receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that they may walk, we may walk together for the truth. If we are the ones that are looking to be a host I'm not only engaged in hospitality, in whatever way you can do it, but your hearts are open to receive others so that they can benefit, but also those who are sharing the gospel. That's why we as a church, we are thankful and grateful, whether it's your tithes and offerings in general, whatever service you offer, we are thankful for those who even came out to serve yesterday. And in this serving, what John is also talking about, some people were just providing meal and a resting place. Everyone is encouraged to find a place that I can just be able to serve. And finally, we don't want to always do this out of the scripture. And the T stands for we have to be able to say we are teaching the word of God. Let the word of God be centered. And, and Paul writes, whatever you do, whether in word, in the scriptures, or indeed action, contemplative, contemplative and and. and and um, contemplation and action. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our focus of service should be on King Jesus. So as we take time in the service, we want to make a commitment. We want to start committing and say, Jesus, where I've only been the Mary that, that is contemplative and not taking action, Call me to go deeper in my contemplation with you. And then I can spread that out to others. Or if I are just a matter of pointing out others who've been done what they need to do, seek Jesus. Do a new thing in my life. Let me serve wholeheartedly. So as we listen to the, to the next song, and we just want to take this time as a contemplative time for the action that Jesus is calling us to. So Pastor Mash is going to come out and play a song Consider what Jesus needs to set you free from, like Martha was set free from. But also consider what's the new wine, what's the new thing I need to do for Jesus. Pray with me and we'll continue in the prayer as the song will lead us. Father, we come to you and acknowledge that you are the King of Kings that we gather to serve. Jesus, we lay before you all that you give us, like Mary did. We pour it out to you. Lord Jesus, we just give it to you. And Lord, I pray that if you are calling us to more areas to be contemplative, open the eyes, my eyes, our eyes of our families, our church, our ministries, of where we can go deeper in contemplation. Jesus, many people need to be served. Father, I pray for those homes you invite us in. I pray for also those places you need to send us out so that the gospel will will be declared and proclaimed. So even now, Lord, may we continue in our prayer to say, lead me, Jesus, to where I can serve you for your glory. Amen. Let's continue to worship and make a commitment.